Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I am Jim Rome. I am live. We are at Radio Row at the LA Convention Center. We are having a hell of a week. Let me tell you something right now. You come strong. You finish strong. You finish strong. I'm going to take care of my end of the deal. You make sure you step your game up. What's cracking? We are having a tremendous week. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, but we're on the road. We are at the L.A. Convention Center. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, that's exactly how it looks. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket can. Hey, now, what's cracking? Telephone number is toll-free. This number is good in the U.S. and in Canada, right? Hundreds of radio stations, billions of listeners. We are worldwide, and it feels good. That number is... You're looking at Radio Row. And to all of you knuckleheads and a-holes that were talking about, hey, Rome, where are you? A seedy sports book? Are you betting the dog races? No, I'm not doing that. Man, that's clean. That's pristine. Would you look at that if you're watching on TV? I've got the biggest names in the business, and they're going to be right here on the program. And believe this, we are going to finish. We're going to finish like bosses, and we're going to walk off like it, too. Nice to have you here. What's cracking? How you feeling? I've got a tremendous rundown of guests, but I've got a good friend of the program. He's off to my side right now, and I don't want to waste any more time. We're going to go wall-to-wall with it. If you want to jump in on the phones, go ahead and do it. If you want to hit me up on social media, go ahead and do that, too. Follow me on Twitter, at Jim Rome. And, yes, we are old school. I'm still taking your emails at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. In terms of my first guest, it's always important. I look for the right guy to set the tone for the entire day. He is a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. 26 receptions, 430 yards, three TDs this season. He was the 100. 174th pick overall in 2018 out of South Florida. He has his own clothing line, which we will get to as well. Marquez Valdez Scantling, my man, you and I have talked so many times over the years on the phone, but it's good to finally come together in person. How you doing, man? How's your Super Week, Super Bowl week going? Uh, it's been it's been up and down. Obviously, we want to be out here playing, man. So it was uh, tough to not be here playing, but uh, other than that, it's been good. Been busy. Tell you what, I appreciate that response. I mean, that that is real. I talked to your guy, Aaron Jones, yesterday. We talked about that very thing about how painful the end of the season was. That home loss to San Francisco. Man, what was the mood like in the locker room after that game? Uh, how do you how do you process something like that? What's that feel like? Uh, it was it was tough for me, especially not being able to play. Um, you know, I think that you know, not being out there, you know, definitely didn't. Didn't help the team, um, and just seeing other guys go out there and put their all into it and, and come up short, man, it was a it was a tough thing to, to see. I don't think the average fan understands what it's like, like the price you pay, the sacrifices you make, how badly you want it, how badly you want to be out there yeah. with your teammates. Like, hey, listen, if your best is not good enough and their best beats your best, that's one thing you can live with that. But what is it like not to be in the fight with your guys when you so badly want it? Nah, I mean it's the worst feeling that you can think of. Um, to be honest, uh, it was a it was a, a tough one to, to swallow. You know, being up in the in the stands watching as a fan, um, you know, in the in the box, looking down and not being able to go out there and fight with your guys, man, it was it was a tough thing to to swallow. All right, so finally, not to belabor this point, but are you mostly through that? Are you still processing it, or have you been able to just kind of flush that and move on? Um, I mean, it sucks, especially uh, both the teams that plan and that we've beaten. So that's the that's the hard part. Um, you know, that's the that's the hardest part, to be honest. Um, you know, we we beaten the Rams, you know, the few times we played them. Um, and then we beat Cincinnati earlier in the year um, without all of our guys. So, you know, that's just a, it's a hard pill to swallow, man. I appreciate that. I'm not trying to make it worse, but I, <laughs> I appreciate how honest you are about that. You know, 
Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP last night. You've been with him for four seasons. Mm -hmm. Could you make the argument that at this point in his career, in his life, this this guy's actually playing as well, if not better, than he ever has? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you want him to do at this point. He's he's done it all. Um, he's the, the best quarterback to ever play this game, man. You know, obviously, you know, there's the the other 12. You know, they talk about you know team you know stats for the championships, but as an individual, I don't think anybody has ever going to accomplish what he can do um, and make the throws that he can make and you know does what he does. Marquez Valdez-Scantley joining us. He is setting the tone. First stop on the Friday edition of the program. And this night, I know how you'll answer this probably, so let me ask you this way. <coughs> Going into the season, there seemed to be the sense that it was like that last dance thing, right? Like that last dance that guys might move on. There's this sense of urgency that this is it. The window's open. This is our best opportunity. We got to do it. And then you came up short. How does it feel right now? Do you feel like this might be the end of an era? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a, a lot of changes going to be happening, you know, over the next few weeks, you know, with that team. Um, you know, a lot of guys up for free agency. You know, a lot of guys um, got to make changes for you know, salary cap space. So, you know, I, I have no idea what the next 30 days is going to look like for the Green Bay Packers, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Fact of the matter is, when you see a lot of guys, you're one of those guys. Mm -hmm. You're heading into free agency, and I've talked to guys over the years about how they approach free agency. Like, what's it feel like to you? Is it nerve-wracking? Is it exciting? Like, what kind of thoughts and emotions do you have as you approach this period? Uh, honestly, I have no idea, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things because, you know, obviously Green Bay has shown interest of in me coming back there, you know, and it's uh, one of those things where you kind of don't really know until it gets closer to that time. So I'm kind of just in a, a weird waiting game, and then when, they, when it comes up, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll attack it then. Do you owe it to yourself, though? I mean, as much as you like Green Bay, they've been good for you, you've been good for them. Do you owe it to yourself to see what's out there? Uh, I mean, obviously you want to be in the best opportunity. Um, and with that, you just never know what that's going to be until, you know, things kind of you know, settle out. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens. You know, I'm excited about whatever, you know, that opportunity is, you know, whether it's in Green Bay or, or somewhere else, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and you'll do what you need to do for you and for your family. Everybody understands that. Does Aaron Rodgers' decision impact your decision at all or strategy at all? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, um, whatever happens, eventually I'm not going to be playing with him. So I wouldn't say it affects my decision, but obviously I want to play with the best quarterback to ever play. Um, you know, I never want to not be a part of that. Um, but, you know, if he retires or, you know, whatever he does, I'll have a new quarterback regardless. Can you give me a sense? When was the last time you spoke with him? Like, he's kind of the – look. I love Aaron, man. Mm -hmm. I love Aaron. But Aaron's, he's got a different way of approaching things. Have you spoken to him recently? Any idea where he is in terms of headspace? Um, I talked to him before, I, uh, before we left out of, of Green Bay, um, maybe a week after the game. Um, we sat down and we just had a, a good conversation. We're actually good friends. You know? Sure. Um, and I have no idea um, you know, what he's going to do. With, you know, he said he just needed some time to kind of process, you know, just playing a football game and, and you know, not winning the championship. So he just needs some time to kind of figure it out. You know, like you said, we're good friends, and even I'm not sure exactly what he's going to do. Do you think that he knows what he's going to do, or do you think he's in the middle of processing that whole thing? No, nah, I think he's still in the middle of processing, you know, what's, what's next for him. You know, there's a, there's a lot going on, you know, so, you know, a lot of changes. Um, you know, we lost our offensive coordinator and, you know, his quarterback coach. You know, so there's a, 
there's a lot of moving parts right now, you know, so he has to kind of make that decision on what's best for him as well. Marquez Valdez, Scantling is my guest. I was going to ask you about that. Nathaniel Hackett hired by the Broncos, and you tweeted about how happy you were for him. You called him one of the best human beings and smartest coaches you've ever been around. What is it that makes him so different and elite as a coach? Um, he's just genuine. Um, he's one of those genuine coaches that cares about the, the individual before he cares about the football player. You know, and I think that's what makes him, you know, just a, a, a great person because you can't be a great player if you're not a great person. And I think that's the kind of mindset that he takes with being a, a coach because he's a great, co a great coach, but he's also a great person. And I think that's you know, what's going to make him so successful. You know, and he, he cares about football. Obviously, he's been around it for a long time. His dad was a coach, and he's been around it with him for a long time. And obviously, his success has, has shown, which is why he got that head coaching job. Let me ask you something. Like, the way you answer that question, that he understands people, he connects with people, it seems like this has never been more important. In the league right now, I mean, obviously you want to be tr treated like men, mm -hmm. grown-ass men with respect, but, like, everybody can X and O, right? Like, there's some schemes that are a little bit different that can get guys open, scheme guys open, but is it more important now than at any other time that coaches relate to their players, understand their players, connect with their players. Is that not the most important thing right now? Yeah, man. Football is simple. It's a it's a simple game. You know, people are running the same play. Is it, for, dude? For, is yeah. it a simple game it's generally? Really, it's really simple. Um, people make it complicated, um, but it, it's really simple. You know, block the guys, catch the ball, run the ball, beat the man in front of you. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, but I, I think that him understanding that um, you have to get players to to buy in and, and like what they're doing. That's what makes us so successful, you know, in, in my you know, three years with him is that he get he would get the guys to believe in, you know, themselves and believe in what he's saying. And, you know, because anybody can go out there and, you know, run the exact same play on a different team and it not work. Um, but if you get all the guys to buy into the same brotherhood, um, and, and love for each other. I think that's what made us so successful. I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, it's really interesting. Is Matt LaFleur, do you give him good high marks in that regard? Is he good about connecting everybody and connecting with people? Yeah, I mean, we, we literally have all our meetings together, like all the skill positions with the quarterbacks. Um, we talk about the plays, and I think that's just, you know, you get to see everybody doing their job at the same time. So we, we have our individual meetings to talk about, you know, the details. But, you know, when we're, when we're looking at the whole play, everyone watches it together so you can see the, the O-line, you know, blocking for their guys and, yeah, running backs finishing down the field, blocking for wideouts, for the wideouts, blocking for other wideouts. You know, so I think that he does a good job of letting everybody see that brotherhood and it, it creates a, a stronger bond so we all can play for each other. I like that. I'm curious, as a Florida guy, like I remember, I'm a California native, I remember the first time I went to Green Bay, and I was just blown away. I'd never seen anything like it before, man. Great town, small town, cold as hell. <laughs> I mean, cold as hell. As a Florida guy, what's it been like for you to live and work there? Uh, it's been cold, yeah. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to say the least. It's been cold. Um, but, no, it's, it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, super small town. I think it's 100,000 people. You know, to give context, our stadium holds like 92,000 people. So, you know. If everybody comes to the, the game, you know, the whole town would be empty. Yeah, that's actually um, an amazing bit of context right yeah. there. Like, literally everybody's <laughs> in the building. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's a great city. The, the fans are great. They, they're the best in the, in the world, man. They, they show tremendous amount of support. Um, they're going to be packed out every single game, no matter what. Actually, when I got off the plane um, for my first, literally my first day, uh, the Uber driver was telling me about how he got put on the waiting list as a child to get season ticket holders like that's how and he's still waiting yeah so like that's how like dedicated my, they I are i hate to say it my man that dude you will be in the ground before you get those <laughs> tickets right
Nobody's giving those tickets up. Yeah, man, they, they are dedicated. doesn't matter what temperature it is. doesn't matter how old they are. They're going to be out there supporting. And that's one thing you can't replicate anywhere else. Now, you, dude, you had an amazing tweet the other day. Quote, I was watching Halloween on my flight, and there was no chance I'm letting a killer who literally never runs at yeah. any point in the movie catch me <laughs> like Mike Myers caught everybody and never broke a sweat. Mind blown. End of tweet. Let me ask you something, dude. This is, this is important. How do you explain Myers never breaking a sweat? Is that dude just doing crazy cardio or something? I don't what know. What is that? Because I, I was watching it on my flight over here to, to L.A. from Florida, and I'm just like, bro, how is he catching everybody? <laughs> like, people are shooting at him. They can't shoot him. He's literally just walking. I'm like, there's just no way that he's just sprinting when the camera's not on him and just catching everybody. Like, he just pops up. And they're sprinting away. They can't. They can't get away from them. There's just no way I'm getting caught. No, dude. I'm surprised that guy's not running around dropping peace signs on these dudes <laughs> like Tyreek. Like he's got that kind of speed. It's like Tom Cruise running. <laughs> why, why does Tom Cruise run in every single movie? And dude, he runs high. <laughs> break, break down his running for me. His running style. Uh, he can't Cruise. beat me in a race. So I guess that's all that really matters. Dude, no. By the way, Michael Parsons came on yesterday, dude. He, he, one, he's a load. Two, he's hilarious. How about him winning the fastest band competition? What do you make of that? I think it was rigged. Do you? Yeah. They should have so? put me in it. Yeah. That's why. I wasn't would you, in would it. Would you have won? Yeah, 100%. Easy? Yeah, no question. Yeah. So is that why were you not in it? I don't know. I guess. Uh, How can it be the fastest band if you're not in it? Yeah, I feel like it was uh, it's all publicity. Right? All right, so it's fixed is what you're telling me. <laughs> you, know what he, you know what he did say? I'll give him this, man. Dude did say Tyreek was going half speed. I said, does your best beat his best? He goes, nah, I'm not going to lie on national TV. No. He goes, I got Nick, though. I got Nick. And his take was Nick was so pissed and hearing about it from everybody that he stiff-armed him in the Pro Bowl. He's like, dude, what is that? Like, then that carries over to that game, right? No, nah, that's hilarious. Isn't that funny? That's and, he, and he was pissed. He's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, what? What? Like, he was that pissed because everybody's like, you let that guy beat you? You yeah, let he, that guy beat nah, you? No, he was actually running, though. Like, you could see it in his face. Nick? He was actually, yeah, he was actually Even running. worse, dude, right? That yeah, he, he was, was running. Yeah, he was running for sure. All right, so really quickly, tell me, you and I have talked about the launch of your clothing line in the past. How is Sick Collection doing right about now? And how much pride do you have in ownership of that product? Yeah, I, mean, I actually got a shirt on right now. Um, this is one of our three-pack tees. Um, and it's just something that, you know, I can put my all into um, and show my creative side um, and, and have ownership of. Um, it's me and my you know, two best friends. I've known them forever. Um, we're actually, they're actually out here with me now. Um, we got a pop-up shop later today that we're going to do in Inglewood. And, you know, I, I just love being able to create. Um, and I, I love, you know, sports as well. But, you know, obviously once you're done with that or, or once you go home from that, you want to be able to do something else. And it gives me a, a way to, you know, let off my expressive side and creative side, and I love to do it. And I love that. Creative expression, another outlet. So if they're not here for the pop-up shop, where can they get it? SickSelection.com, S-I-K-Selection.com. Um, we got a, a bunch of stuff on there for guys and girls. Um, we got a new drop coming out here um, early March. Uh, pop-up is in Inglewoods later today. Um, and, where? Um, it's at Handwritten LA. Okay. Um, they're actually the company that produces our, our shirts. Um, they do our screen printing um, and um, DTG printing. So, you know, they're a great company out Dude, in LA. Dude, how much for that medallion? Is that um, also in the store or is that custom? No, nah, this is custom. Um, all the all the owners got one of them. So, uh, you know, just some, some more branding. All right. I like yeah. it. How much, I said? Uh, it's a little bit. 
<laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, my man. Dude, really good to see you. Thanks for starting us off. Marquez, always good to have you on the program. I appreciate the relationship, and I appreciate that we could do it in person, man. Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, man, thank you. A good time. Marquez Valdez-Scantling joining us. He's starting us off. All right, so, so far, so good. I want to be really clear about this. you got to finish strong. you got to come strong on a Friday. There's no way we're walking off at the end of this week without having our best show of the week. All right, so... Early and often, phone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. When we come back, Packer fans, hope you like that. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef very seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. Next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Welcome back. Like I said, early and often, if you're watching on CBS Sports Network, that is SoCal. That's my hometown. Still very surreal this week, driving to Radio Row. I've never done that. In fact, maybe 30 years ago I did that. But a different thing and an awesome thing. Nice to have you here. Welcome back. All right, we are joined right now by the head coach of the Washington Commanders, preparing for his third season as Washington's head coach. He is a two-time NFL Coach of the Year. He is a Super Bowl champion as a player. He led Washington to a divisional title and the playoffs in his first season. Ron Rivera is my guest. He's right here on the row. Ron, it is so good to see you. Man, how are you feeling? How are you doing? You look great. I'm, I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for asking. You know, I had my second annual. Everything came up negative, so the doctors are very happy with my progress. All right, that's so great. For those who do not know, I've made this point so many times, Ron, over the years, The cancer is like... Not, not only the worst thing ever, the most insidious thing ever. Like, everybody watching and listening right now knows somebody who's had it mm-hmm. or knows somebody who knows somebody who's had it. And I think we can all relate to what you just said. You had that annual. What's it like in the days leading up to that when the clock does not spin fast enough and you really want to know what the results are going to be, but you have to wait? You do, and, and, and it is. It, 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 it's kind of at some point it gets mind-numbing because you worry so much. Uh, because you, you don't want to hear some you don't want to hear the bad news and you really don't and, and and you're always praying for the good news and when you hear the good news it's such a relief it really truly is no doubt Ron Rivera is joining us all right so let me ask you about the season you're looking ahead already but as you look back on last season and you start getting ready for this season where are the key areas where you're focused and looking to improve well you know obviously the, the big question we have is the quarterback position you know we, we feel like we've got a good offensive line in place we had the number six ranked offensive line coming out of last season you know, we had a 1,000-yard receiver in Terry McLaurin, a 1,000-yard rusher in Antonio Gibson. We really feel we've got some good offensive pieces. You know, we got to find a guy that can, can be that guy. And so we're really looking. We're looking at every possibility from, from, from the draft, from free agency, on our own roster. Will these guys develop and ascend? Who will? And, and is there a potential for a trade somewhere? You know, we just got to find a guy that we feel we can put into that position and, and manage and, 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 and handle the team. All right, listen, it's a really honest response, and I appreciate it. I've got Taylor Heineke coming up on the program in the third hour. 
Hey, listen, I know that you mm -hmm. probably feel the same way I do, man. I don't play favorites. They pay me to be objective. Mm -hmm. I love this guy, man. I love I, the way I do too. Like, I know you, and I know this. You do. Yeah. And the key is, as we go through this process, does he ascend? Does he take the next step? I mean, right now, he, he, he played solid football for us. He got us in, into a position where we had a chance to break through, and unfortunately, we didn't. We had a little brush with COVID that slowed us down, but he's a guy that we did win some football games with. So will he take the next step and, and develop? I was going to say, you you beat me to it. I was going to say, you know he grinds. You know mm -hmm. he battles. Yep. You know he leads. You know guys like him, but you also know you need that supernova mm -hmm. to win big in this league. Is he that guy right now? And if he's not, can he be that guy eventually? That's our question is will he develop into him? He's, he's done a good job. He's worked hard. He does grind. We know that. We love that about him. His teammates love him. But, you know, again, we've got to find the guy. Ron Rivera is joining us right now. Like, if we were to go back a couple of years, when you had that second pick in the draft, you were very high on Joe Burrow. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. What did you see in him that made you think at that time that you knew he – I mean, you knew he'd be special. Yep. Did you know he'd be this special this fast? Not this fast. Uh, that I didn't know. I, I, I'm not – believe me, I'm not going to try and, and second-guess anybody. But when you, when you get to know him, you know, he and I spent about five, eight minutes just alone. And I – because I ran into him. I said, you know what? I grabbed him aside, talked to him, just he and I. And there's an air of confidence about him that you really like. And, and I've said this, I liken him to, 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 to Joe Cool, to Joe Montana. I mean, I really do. Cause, Dude, I'm laughing because I do the same thing. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, he's so composed. And, and that's how he was when I talked to him. And, and I remember watching the championship game when, when you know, he led LSU and just the way he played, I thought to myself, this guy's, this guy's cool. I mean, he really is cool under pressure. But then when you meet him and you see, he's not arrogant. There's, it's not, it's confident. And, and you really like that. Like and, Joe. Yeah, and then, yeah, absolutely. And then you see the way he handles it. He handles his teammates. It, it tells you this guy's got a chance to be pretty special. Ron Rivera, my guest, I love the comparison. You know, some try to make the comparison to Tom Brady. You and I are from the same era, so we know Joe. I Mm -hmm. I, I hate that we're getting far enough. Like I had Troy Aikman on yesterday. Yep. I hate that people don't remember how great Troy Aikman was and what those days were yep. like. You know Joe, and I'm yep. telling you, when I used to interview Joe when he played, the reverence that guys around the league oh, had yeah. for him. Ron, can you explain what you're talking about? Because Joe, Joe was never the biggest. He was never the strongest. No. He never had the craziest arm talent. He just was the best, yes. man. He had that crazy intangible thing that you could never, ever explain to anybody, but it was like magic, man. When he walked in a room, you felt it. You did, and, and, and really, like you said, he wasn't an imposing figure, but what he was was there was that confidence. He had a little bit of swagger to his walk, but then when you watched him on the football field, you watched how he handled the pressure, how he handled the situations, man, you thought, God, this guy's special. There's something about Joe Cool, and, and, and that's why he earned the nickname Joe Cool. Not only that, you know what he's like? He was like Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Another dude, not yeah. the biggest, not the strongest, not the fastest, but just the best, the freakiest. All right, so you're rocking the jacket. I'm curious, were you involved with the name change? And what do you think about the name, the Commanders? I like it. You know, it's funny. When, when the announcement was made, I was in my hometown, Fort Ord, California, and, you know, surrounded by a bunch of military personnel that just said, hey, love the name, new name, coach. Love the new. So, you know, I, 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 nothing but positive so far. I do like it. I, I really do. I was involved. You know, we, we got something, something around almost 30,000 um, sub submissions to people telling us, hey, pick this name, pick this name. So what they did was they took all the popular ones and then they started to weed out of the group, got it down to about 1,000. They got it down to about 200. Got it down to about 100, then, then, then I think it was 25, and then they whittled it, whittled it, whittled it. And um, when they were getting down to the finalists, I was part of that selection. And then, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Snyder, along with, with Jason Wright, our, our club president, you know, they made the final decision and said, hey, this is where we're going. That was great. 
Ron Rivera is my guest. Ron, I want to be uh, very straight, very direct mm -hmm. with you. You, you're dealing with a lot of things that are not of your doing, but you are the face of the franchise. You are the leader. You will lead from the front. You know, Roger Goodell said that the league and not the team would investigate the allegations of sexual harassment against the team owner. I know this does not involve you, but at the same time, you're trying to change the culture. Mm -hmm. How do you feel when you see the team linked with that? Well, it's tough, you know, but I try to compartmentalize it. You know, to me, my part is really about football. And, and, and I know this, these are all important issues, but I try to keep us focused on football, compartmentalize it, separate it, and tell the players, hey, let's focus in on what's important to us, to what we do on the field. That's our job. That's our business. Now, when we step away and we get, you know, questioned about that hey then then let's respond to it in the right fashion just know that this is a very serious situation and you know when it all comes out in the end you know we'll feel good about it we'll feel good about the decisions that are made so that's the way I look at it I really do honestly have to look at it that way because my business is about taking the football team and going forward trying to establish a, a sustainable winning culture trying to establish the right type of work environment that, to me, is what's important. And we've been doing those things, and we've gotten a lot of support from ownership to be able to do those things, to hire the people that we've hired for the reasons that are my reasons, not some reason because you have to, you're supposed to. Because that's what I want to do. You know, My chief of staff is a young woman who, who I think has got a lot of potential, and I think I'm a loser to the league someday because she is that sharp. Okay, Her name's Natalia Durantes. She came from Texas A&M. They didn't want to lose her. I heard a lot of good things. I brought her in because she was the best qualified. I hired Jennifer King because Jennifer did – did two internships for me. She coached college football. She coached in the in, in, in the summer pro league. I mean, excuse me, the spring pro league. So I knew she earned those opportunities. That's why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure everybody understands we're doing things for the right reason, for the right purpose, because we're trying to create a sustainable winning culture. Ron Rivera, my guest. One more topic, which you want to make sure is, and what you're talking about is that every available candidate is getting a legitimate look, yes. right? Yes. So in the wake of the announcement of the Brian Flores lawsuit, you told SI that a little over a decade ago, you were invited to interview for a head coaching job. It was late in the process, and you noticed they had not interviewed a minority candidate. So how did you respond to that interview request, and what was that experience like for you? You know, it was interesting because back then the Rooney Rule just started to develop. And what had happened was my agent was keeping tabs of what was going on. And he said to me, he said, Ron, he said, I'm a little concerned about this just because I, I know where they're going from what I hear, from what I understand. And I said, well, then, you know, let's don't do it. Because I've gone through, at that point, I had already gone through six or seven already. So I didn't think I needed to do another one just to fulfill, uh, you know, the, the requirement. Um, and again, as I said, the Rooney rule was, was, was relatively, you know, new in terms of his interpretation. So I got that. But I also understood that, for me, during that process, when I did those earlier interviews, those were practice. Those were those were for me to develop, you know, my pitch for me. You know, reps. You got yeah, reps. because there's a saying. You know, I have, I have a friend in sales who tells me he says they got to know you, they got to like you, and they got to trust you. So during that process, that's kind of what my mindset was, was making sure people knew who I was so that they could like me. And then eventually somebody would trust me and give me that chance. Well, that's what happened for me with the Carolina Panthers. You know, I got my first, I got my next interview and I was able to sell it because they, they knew who I was, they liked me, and they began to trust me. Hmm. One last thought. On Monday, you're going to be speaking at John Madden's memorial. What did he mean to you as a friend and as a mentor in coaching? <laughs> You know, he, he meant a lot. My first experience was him, with him when I was 16 years old in high school. I, I, I met him. Um, you know, he and his family were vacationing after, after the, the, their championship win. 
And, you know, I went up to him, and here I am, this brazen young kid, introduced myself, talked to him, said, you know what, someday I'm going to be in the NFL. And he looked at me and said, all right, kid, follow your gut. And he signed me an autograph, which I still have today. So fast forward, he covers me when I was a player, and which was great because, you know, he remembered me and, and stuff, and we had a nice conversation about those little stories. But then when I got into coaching, after my second year, I had this record of being 3-13 and 13 of games that were decided by six points or less. And I needed somebody to talk to me, somebody to help me. And I reached out to him because the biggest mistake I made when I first hired my first staff was I never hired a guy that had head coaching experience in the NFL. Mm. Nobody that could tell me, hey, you're wrong, or hey, look at doing it this way. But I found it in Coach Madden, and he was, he was unbelievable. And the one thing he did for me when he told me, look at those games and, and, and look at what you could have done differently. So I do that. I sit down. I go to talk to him. I say, hey, I did that little homework assignment that you did here. You know, I wrote this big report out. He looks at me and goes, that's not for me. That's for you. What did you learn? I said, well, I, I learned it. You know, I was doing things by the book. He said, Ron, there is no book. He said, go by your gut. Go by your instinct. You've played enough. You've coached enough. And that's really what I believe took me to the next level was I began to trust my instincts as a football player and as a coach. That is a great anecdote. And what a great line. There is no book. Yes. There is no book. That's tremendous. He is the head coach of the Washington Commanders, two-time NFL Coach of the Year, and a Super Bowl champ as a player. And I consider him a good friend of the program. Ron, so good to see you. So good to hear that you're in such great health. You look like a million bucks and really good to have you on the show. Thanks so I much. I appreciate it. No, I really do. Thank you. Good talking to you. Ron Rivera, always good to run him down. Let's take a moment and talk about WinBet, the latest and greatest sports betting app on the market. The same five-star hotel service that you know and love is now in the digital betting space, providing an elite sports book and digital casino app. So whether you're betting on the NFL postseason, college hoops, or both, because why not? WinBet has you covered. Are you looking for other sports? WinBet has that too. It's all right there for your WinBet app. And WinBet is also fully integrated with Win Rewards. That means by playing WinBet, you can accrue points to earn free credit in app and comp dollars towards perks at Win Resorts, discounted hotel stays, priority dining and entertainment, free merch. It really is the best loyalty program in the industry. Call it a win-win. Whether playing from your phone or your computer, you've absolutely got to sign up for WinBet. ASAP. Bet with the best. Get into the game. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You do have to be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I gotta be straight. This is one of my favorite weeks ever on Radio Row. I've had an absolutely great time, but want to make sure we finish strong. What I need from you, well, I want to remind you I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home, refinance your current home, Rocket can. I need you clones to do a little better. I know that I haven't given you too many opportunities to get through on the air because we're logged in back-to-back with interviews, but do a little better. Do a little better on Twitter. Give me something I can read. I want to involve you in the program. Also, the ATP brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash pro. Submit a question. Listen later on. I might answer one of yours. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, so we start hour number two as we speak. I'm efforting Sean Payton. I've not seen him yet. So what I want to do right now is I'm looking for Sean Payton. We see him, but I think I want to take a few moments if I can get the big head in here. 
it's almost impossible to get a big head bet segment done on Friday before Super Bowl, but that guy with that giant-ass cranium always wants to wait until the very last second. I want to see if I can squeeze him in right now because a lot of you are asking for him. Now, I may end this prematurely. However, let's try and do it. Head, are you there? I'm here, Jim. What's going on? Oh, there you go, big head. All right, listen, dude, jump right into it. I'm curious. People want your pick. What does your system say? Oh, sorry, head, now you're done. Anyway, I'll find you again later on. (laughs) Sorry about that, dude. I got to go. I found Sean Payton. I mean, it's going to be a tough call between you and Sean Payton. No, it's not. Sean Payton's going to win out. I've got this thing with the big head where I said to him, dude, it's really tough on a Friday because you know on Friday we are loaded. We are wall-to-wall on a Friday. If a guest is late or I've got a small window, I'll jam you in there. But understand, it might be a little bit awkward. And then I go to him. I said, but understand, Sean Payton's next. And if I find him, you're done. Now you're done. Anyway, I'll try and find him. But what I got right here is a Super Bowl-winning coach, 16 years as head coach of the Saints. He was the NFL coach of the year in 06, nine seasons of 10 wins or more, seven divisional titles, a member of the Eastern Illinois Hall of Fame. He is appearing courtesy of Zebra Technologies, Sean Payton. Sean, my man, it's been a little while. It's really good to see you. How are you feeling? It's, it's fantastic to see you. and. Uh... Man, I'm feeling good. I appreciate you having me on your show. It's always good to have you on the show, and it's good to run you down. So it's been about two weeks since you made the announcement that you were stepping away from the Saints. I got to know, Sean, like what have those two weeks been like? Um, a little a little unsettling, if you will. Um, I, I think all of us kind of get into a routine, and, and we, we, we do our thing, we do our thing, and, and then something like this after uh, 16 years um, – there, there's like a punch list of a to-do list of things to do. You know, I've got to return the car and buy a car, you know, because it's a dealer car. Right. And I haven't bought a car, I think, in years. Um, I've got to get health insurance. I, 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 there's certain, like, just normal stuff. I cleaned out my office. Um, Dennis Allen, of course, was named here two days, three days ago as head coach. I'm excited for him. And that you begin to look towards your next your next chapter, what's next, and that's a little unsettling when you really don't have a plan, but that's that's okay. But you, you hit on like five different things that I was going to ask you about. That's really interesting because when you're an NFL head coach, it's an absolute grind, but it's driven by structure. Like every single year, There's every no single question. month, every single day, every single hour, you have a plan, you have a system, it's laid out. I was going to say, is it liberating or is this whole thing really confusing now? Uh, it's somewhere between liberating and confusing. Um, we you, we do get a calendar as soon as the season's over with. Kevin, my assistant, would put together the calendar dates. We'd look at the owners' meetings, the combine dates, draft dates. We'd know training camp dates and then build it right away. Uh, within two weeks, we'd have the calendar all the way through uh, our training camp. And then we hold off until we get the opponent. We know the opponents, but we hold off until we get the schedule. Uh, but to your point, though, it's very structured. You know, these are your 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 weeks that you're going to be doing the combine, doing the draft, and when that all goes quiet, you know, I always talk to our players about it. You're going to miss the itinerary, and, and that just means you're going to miss the structure. The, the yeah, structure, absolutely. And so that's kind of the the stage I'm in right now. And and uh, you know, you're worried about being late with a bill or or, or changing a dress or just normal stuff that is hey, transitional. Sean, welcome to the real world, my man. Yeah, transitional <laughs> stuff. Oh, Tran- damn, I didn't pay the phone bill. Why did they turn my lights off? <laughs> I got to change in a mailing address because, you know, over a period of time, I had stuff just sent to the office. It was easy. You know, that was kind of like the main 
and all of a sudden that's not your main hub anymore. That's um, unsettling. Dude, you have to do stuff now. You Man, have to a lot. literally do stuff yeah, now. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. all right. Sean Payton joining us. So how did you know it was time? Um, probably a series of events, you know, probably throughout the season. Um, and, and ultimately – it was, it was kind of how you were feeling or how I was feeling. Um, man, it requires so much attention to detail, so much energy. And you don't want to become cynical at, at, at the game or cynical um, at, at a place that, that has been so good for me, you know, over that, that time frame. And, and there's a little bit of a new challenge, a new floor, if you will, that you're anxious to try. Um, it's so easy to stay. Um, man, I still had three, three more years on a contract. And rarely, um, rarely does the coach choose. You know, it's 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 the it's the latter. You know, most of the time. And, and I'm not saying it's easy to be fired, but it's much easier when you're fired to say see you later. And when you just leave, there's that question as to why you're leaving. And it it's been it's been a, it's been a long time. So Sean, why are you leaving? There is that question. Why are you leaving? It's time. It's time for another challenge. Um, I'd like to try t- TV. Uh-huh. I'd like to, you know, be here next year and, and, and possibly be, be uh, involved in the coverage of games. Um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lack of sleep. There's, there's this whole, this is hard to sustain over a long period of time. And that has something to do with it. Just, you know, a little bit more healthy lifestyle. Sean Payton joining us. I've got two thoughts on that. So I started a podcast. It's kind of like my side hustle to my side hustle called the Reinvention Project. And I hit this point in my life where I got into my 50s and I'm like, you know what? I got to I need to do a self audit. I got to look hard in the mirror. Am I getting better? Am I evolving? Am I still competitive? Am I still relevant? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting better. I'm working hard. I'm working as hard as I've ever worked, but I'm not getting better. I need to take a really long look at this. Am I doing the right things? It's like some soul searching. It sounds like that's kind of what you're doing, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like, hey, what's 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 this end game game plan? You know, relative to, um, man, your health, relative to your quality of life, relative to, and I and I and I made that point not to say hey i i I can't tell you honestly i'm never going to coach again right but um but there's a grind element to it that um that takes a toll and and you you miss things and my children are are still young enough one's uh, in college my daughter just finished and, and is working living out here um already in you know two and a half weeks it affords you more opportunities to to spend time with them travel um without like an end date of i have to be back by Monday because we're starting draft meetings. Um, and so we'll see how this year goes, though. I'm, I'm anxious to, to see see what's next. I it's mean, do, do you really not know, for instance, there is this narrative that you know what he's going to do. He's going to do TV for a year, and he's going to be great at it, and then he's going to come back and probably to a team that we all know about. But that's the narrative. But I also know this. One of my guys, Bill Cower left on his own terms. He did some TV. He never went back to coaching. He's in a really good spot mentally, physically, emotionally. He's close to the game. He's good. Absolutely. He's good. And, and, and I wonder, like, could that happen with you? I, absolutely. Because we spent, I felt like being, uh, being in the game when that happened, there was the three- or four-year period where everyone said, well, you know, Cowher will be a candidate. And then eventually it just stopped. Right. And uh, because they knew he's not a candidate. Yeah. And and so, yeah, that could happen to me.
But you don't know. You're going to get into it, and you'll find out, right? Yeah, I want to be good at it. Now, if I'm if I'm awful at it, it, it would be it might be like, hey, he's got to get back into coaching, or else he's you know he's going to start. I think we know you're going to be good at it. We know you'll be good at it. By the way, also you're going to have somebody close to you who can help you. Your daughter Megan is already in the media. How much will you go to her for advice? You know, dad's always telling kids what to do. Will she tell you what to do? Yeah, yep. She uh, she absolutely will. Um, look, I'm proud of her as any as any parent would be. And the very first time it hit me that she was in this role. She was doing some pregame work for, for Fox local in New Orleans. And so she was responsible for the pregame interview. And normally you get into this coach mode and you get the interview questions, you answer them. And then, man, the minute you're, you're looking at your daughter and she's asking the question. And what you're, was that like? It was totally unsettling. Yeah. You're, you're leaning on every word and then the question comes and there, there's a pause. And, yeah, it was much different than what I expected. But she's enjoying it, and, and certainly she does provide uh, good insight relative to a, a lot of silly things. Sean Payton's joining me. You know, since your announcement, I've spoken to Demario Davis. I spoke to Cam Jordan. Both of them talked about what you meant to them personally. When you think back on your time with the Saints, are you going to think about the wins, or are you going to think about the players first? I think the relationships. I, I think the, the relationships with the players, the relationship with the coaches, um, I mentioned in that press conference that that 06 team post Katrina right after Katrina there weren't a lot of people wanting to come you know all all the traffic was leaving and so I'm really thankful for that initial staff that initial roster you know th those uh, families that came despite uh, the unknown relative to schools and housing and and uh, all the basic things that we take for granted uh, that that was a special team and and I think uh, as important as a season uh, every bit is, is the 09 or any of the other playoffs teams um i, I think it's the relationships though I, I i think there's a there's a story that goes with a win and and you shift it right away to the people and so the memories uh you know you pull up a game ball or you pull up a a clip of a game and it goes to people and it goes to personalities and it goes those are the memories in the locker room practice uh that's what i think that I know that's what I'll miss most. I was going to say, ultimately, if that's what you're going to miss most, is that the thing that would bring you back to it? Absolutely. Hmm. You mentioned the people. What about before I talked about Zebra Technologies, you promoted Dennis or the team promoted Dennis Allen to be head coach. Yeah. The two of you go back a long, long way. Sure. How happy are you for him? And then what advice would you give him as he takes over? He's been a head coach, but, you know, moving that one seat over or moving to that next room is a totally different deal. What would you tell him? I, I think the number one thing is be yourself and, and be comfortable in yourself. That The minute you try to um, maybe it doesn't mean you don't evolve and learn and take on a new role, but you still do it within the framework of what made you successful as a defensive coordinator. You obviously communicate well. You obviously relate to the players well. Continue that now and just be a team coordinator. All right? You've been a defensive coordinator, and I think that transition will be smooth. Um, the second thing I would tell them is, look, the office is set up. It's perfect. I cleaned it. All right? <laughs> no, really, listen. I, I, it's, got a real, it's a newer office. It's got okay. a bathroom in it. And in, in the shower. How do you leave now, Sean? You got a bathroom. You got your own bathroom. Listen, you got a brand the new shower, office. Is it a corner office with a view? It's it's a side office with a view, but it's got a it's got a like it's got a rigged like uh, Seinfeld shower head. And so just be careful that first time that you turn that water pressure on. That that's that would be the warning. That's really important advice, man. <laughs> yeah. Now he's ready to roll. Be, be yourself and be heads up for the shower. And look out for the water yeah, pressure. You'll, you'll be good. Those two uh, things. All right. So you're working with Zebra Technologies. I know this relationship goes back a long time. For those who do not know, what is Zebra Technologies all about? What do they do? Well, 
Look, everyone here has gone to the grocery store or gone to a store, an auto parts store, department store, and grabbed a product and scanned it, you know, over the barcode scanner, and they give you the price. And, and that that's Zebra. That's who does that, and that's why they call it Zebra, because you see those little black stripes. And, and so for the last eight years, the NFL and Zebra have basically put those barcodes on players. And essentially, it, it's it's a small I'm, – I'm showing you here this little uh, – you know, almost like a cap. This fits in the shoulder pad, and essentially it allows us to to track the player movement. So this this would be like this would be Jim Rome's zebra, t- and so we would see how Dude, fast. I, you I move. love the technology, but do not drop that on me. I don't need you tracking my whereabouts. No, no, we're not tracking you. Only when you're on a football field, okay, or only good. only when you report well, to work. Since that's never going to happen, you don't need to use that yeah. on me. Okay. So how fast are you? Um, how long have you been running? Like how long have you been training? And then where are you lining up? You know, if I want to know how many times Cooper Cup's lining up in the slot r- relative to uh, a game on average, this will give me his location in a very quick way rather than watching eight games of three hours of tape. Huh. Um, so it, it's a player data driven. Uh, it also helps with the production when you hear these next gen stats that's such and such derrick henry i just saw ran 22 miles an hour on this play that's coming from this chip in his shoulder pad in the field that's marked um and that's what that's what they do and And, and and i know watching you on social you love that technology don't you yeah it's good stuff here's the deal if we're not opening the door all right to learn new stuff as teachers then i mean you fall behind so we're always opening the door looking for new ideas this this helps us you know, this the first time we had this at practice we had a practice where the receivers on average were six six miles let's say in, in a practice that that would be the distance they traveled and we had an outlier brandon cooks was at 8.2 and i'm like all right what's, why well that's that's the first question so instead of saying today seemed like a hard practice you could define that even more specifically coach they were on their feet this long you know the offensive linemen were two two miles the receivers were at six and you you began to to, to really identify what was a longer or a more difficult practice. I love that technology. That's Zebra Technology, Sean Payton, a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Sean, you and I go back a long, long way. So I'm glad we could have this conversation, reconnect. Hope you enjoy however long it is, and we'll see how it plays out. But you earn the break. I know you'll take advantage of it, and really good to get caught up. Thanks so Man, much. Man, it's uh, my pleasure. I feel the same way, Jim. Thank you. Good to see you. Good Sean seeing Payton. you. Appreciate that relationship very, very much. And probably you're getting sick of me saying it, but I'm going to keep saying it. This is why I love coming here so we can reconnect with relationships like this. Great access. And we'll see. It's going to be a really interesting year for Sean Payton. The tougher the opponent, the more you need a game plan. BioNTech and Pfizer remind you to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Welcome back. My thanks to Sean Payton. The tougher the opponent, the more you need a game plan. BioNTech and Pfizer remind you to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. All right, so right now I'm efforting a Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl MVP in Terrell Davis, but, like, I feel the guy, but I don't see the guy, which means I want to take another shot at the big head. Big head bets. James Kelly. James, I would tell you that I'm sorry how I did you last segment, but I'm not. I thought it was hilarious. But let's try and run it back. What's up, head? I'm still laughing, man. What's going on? <laughs> if you thought that was funny, wait till I do it again. Listen, oh, I, dude. I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with you. Let, let's get to it because I know that you've done the work. You put some time in. I'm really curious. Let's get to the Super Bowl quickly before I shut you down once again. What does the system say? What is the number? What is the line? How do you see the matchup? 
The system and the big head see it the same way. The system has it as Rams minus 4.3 there, Jim. So I'm going to hit the Rams at minus 4. Look, I love Joe Burrow. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen coming out of college. He's even better than I thought he would be. But outside of that, I'm all about the trenches here. And no team has ever had an offensive line this bad make the Super Bowl, let alone win one against Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and Leonard uh, Floyd's pass rush. So this one is Rams minus four, Jim. I, I like them on a couple different levels, and usually a pass rush like that, a unit like that, a dominant one like that shows up on the big stage. All right, so you know what's really interesting? Number one, it's really interesting that that's what the system says. If you had said to me, or if I had said to you before, like which way you would lean, I would have thought the system would have taken – the Bengals and the value in your heart because I know you love Joe Burrow. The fun thing about this is before the season we got down with future you got down with a future bet (laughs) what was the future bet and how does it impact this game? The bet that you made before the season started Yeah, so the future bet we took KC, Tampa Bay but we made sure we had enough money out there There's no we in this dude, 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 speak for yourself there's no we (laughs) Remember? You did this, yes Okay so you, I took plus fourteen hundred. It's not as good as the plus fifty last year for the Bucks, but plus fourteen hundred on the Rams. If they win this one game, no points, no nothing, straight up. We get plus. I get plus fourteen hundred on my one hundred dollar bet. So I cash in big time if the Rams just win by one point. Okay. See, this is awesome. This that's actually awesome. This is why, and you've been saying to me. Hit the futures, hit the futures. Now I remind you that I don't bet the NFL, but hit mm-hmm. the futures because you have something to track the entire year. So this morning or this week when I went to make my better, when I was thinking about the game, I, I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, I don't need to get down. I right. allegedly got down before the year started. And how awesome is that? Because not only did we already get down if we got down, but there is a big payout because had I gotten down when you got down, I would have gotten plus 1600 So yeah, all of a sudden you're not I, making I, that I, normal $100 bet, $50 bet, $5 bet. There's a big payoff if you're willing to wait through the entire year. And by the way, don't we look so smart? We look very smart. There's only one uh, better that looks smarter, Bengals, before the season, Jim. 150-1 to one oh. win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dude, I would love to find the guy. Dude. knew that knew somebody had to have hit that somewhere right oh somebody somewhere hit that whole thing i mean uh yes 150 to one i mean that's the best payout you could ever possibly get so yes they're a little ahead of us yeah that plus 1600 is a little bit better than my plus 1400 too I all right say. so you're going to go rams minus four clones the big head is going rams minus four one last thought i know that you're going to do this from a business standpoint, from an analytical standpoint, you're going to plug it into the system. But if you take all of that away really quickly, because I see Terrell Davis coming up here, mm-hmm. man, what about this whole team of destiny thing? What about Joe Burrow? What about things that don't actually go into the system? Is there anything to it? Yeah, I think there's a lot to it. But 99, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, I just think they ruined that. I think this is the fine. finally Burrow breaks here, Jim. No quarterback in the history of the uh, Super Bowl has ever won with a line like this. And I love Joe Burrow. I just, I, I think the destiny, the run-ins here, I, they can't withstand that. All right, there you go, Big Head. We got you in. We will put it up on Twitter, too. The Big Head, oh. James Kelly, going Rams minus four. Ram it, Head. Nice job, Head. Have a great I, Sunday. All right, Jim, thanks. Got it in. That's how we do it. We are joined right now. 
as he's getting mic'd up. He is a two-time Super Bowl champ. He is a Super Bowl MVP. He is an NFL MVP. He is a three-time All-Pro. He is a two-time NFL AP Offensive Player of the Year. He's a member of the 90s All-Decade Team. He's a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, co-founder of Defy, right? That's right. Dude, my dude, you are jacked. That's right. You are jacked, dude. Matter of fact, I, I don't know you look, that I've ever you seen look you better. You look thirsty, so I brought you some water there, brother. You know what's so funny about that? There you go. Before you came here, I cramped up so bad, man. My <laughs> hamstring, like I blew my hamstring out. Like, I am dehydrated. I am so glad that you brought me some yeah, water. You got you to go deep to the bones, man, to the tissue. TD, you got to hydrate you. Dude, I'm not even kidding, dude. You look amazing. You look I amazing. I appreciate it. You know what, what Jim? What the hell are you doing in, in, uh, in your uh, hey, retirement? Man, I'm a product of the product. I'm telling you. So, <laughs> this is my product. Product, man, we have a, a, a brand that's out. It's a performance brand that's built for the uh, everyday athlete. And uh, really what's good about it, man, it allows you to perform, maintain, and recover. And we really focus on putting good-for-you products in, in our, our in our stuff, right? Good-for-you ingredients. Uh, so you're not drinking all that bad stuff, no no, no high-sugar content. Dude took all that out, and it really is great, man. So I've, I've been on my product for the last three years. I, you know, obviously, it works for me. It's going to work for you. Our water is, is phenomenal. We've gone nationwide and a bunch of retailers. Uh, and it's been, it's been fun, man, building this business. And that's, this is all I do all day, man, just try to build this. TD, I'm going to be very straight with you and direct with you because <laughs> you and I go back a long, long way. What you just did is known as hijacking the show. I sure did. You just hijacked I the show sure with did. your product pitch, bro. And not only did you do it, you're not even apologizing for no, it. No, no why. And even, no, no why. <laughs> there you go, man, product and, placement. Come but, on but, now, Jim. Here's my thing, though, dude. What I was going to say is you did that. I want I want you to know you did that, and I want you to know I don't care, dude. <laughs> I, I literally, you're the one guy I do not even care because you look hey. amazing. Like, I'm always amazed by like some guys when they deny themselves and they make sacrifices, and they never, ever live that life. When they're retired, they're like, all right, I'm going to get mine now. I, I earned it. I earned it. Yeah. Dude, you, you literally look like you just stepped off the field. Yeah. What is your approach to nutrition? How much of that is health? How yeah. much of that is vanity? And how much is like, dude, I actually love doing the work. So, and this is real, man. This is real. When I retired, physically I was beat up. Mm -hmm. I had constant inflammation, constant pain. So working out wasn't enjoyable. And you got to enjoy it, right, Jim? You go work out. You don't want to you don't want to work out in pain. I've done that for too many years when I played. So when I was you know, so really discovery of CBD was really when I started to say, "Okay, there's something to this because I I was I've been searching for an alternative to taking pain medicine, taking anti-inflammatory medicine. And when I found CBD, it was that it, I mean, I'm telling you, man, I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. So that led me to develop these products and then start the brand Defy. We have CBD drinks in our portfolio. We have uh, gummies. We have tinctures, stuff like that. But that was it. So then I was, when I was working out, the inflammation started going down. The pain started to go away. And I was like, wow, I feel like that kid that was back in 1995 working out. Huh. So that's the key. The key is that you have to feel good to work out because otherwise – no one you're was, not working out. You're like, not working out. You're gonna you're gonna stop working out. So that's that's been the key for me, and it's been fun, man. So I'm in the gym six days a week. Uh, I'm ready for it. If 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 there's somebody out there who says, hey, we need that running back for a, a good quarter or two, I got you. I hey, got dude, you back. Dude, maybe so. I talked to Barry Sanders earlier this week. He made some news. I said, dude, when you look at that Shanahan system. Yeah. How many yards could you have run for? He said, I'm telling you, Rome, all I see is lanes. I see lanes. I'm like, how many yards could you have run for? Like 3,000? For Barry? Yeah. Oh, and man. It, dude, and by the way, he didn't say no. He said, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, maybe 2,500. I'm like, dude. 
3,000. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I could. Like, what do you think? In that system, well, you know the system a little bit. Like, what today if you step onto the field for Kyle Shanahan in that system, how many yards would you run for? It's a little. They run it a little different than we did. Yeah. They, they run it a little bit different. You know, we were primarily eye formation or weak or strong, where I was kind of running from that one spot. They do a lot of stuff that's offset. They do a lot of traps, some they dives. Do. They do some, you know, some zone stuff. Uh, but it's been different. You know, obviously they have uh, Debo Samuel, who is that Swiss Army knife. That guy can do anything. So they got him getting the ball anywhere. But the beauty, the beauty in of the offense I ran in was that everybody was involved in the running game. And that's what they, they asked the receivers to block. Obviously tight ends, quarterbacks have to be involved in a run game in order for it to work. So we really preached 11 men on, on offense being involved in a run game. It wasn't just the offensive line to myself. And then I just did my part. So I just did my part. My, you know, my line blocked extremely well. You know, tight ends did, did, did their job. And then we had an offense that can – not only hit you with the run, but then counter that with a nice passing game with Elway and Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey, Shannon Sharp. So we had a really good offense, and it's like, man, we no, nobody cared who got the credit. We didn't care. I don't care as long as we win championships. Dude, how important was that? How important is that to have a room full of guys, alphas, that are dominant players but don't care who gets the credit? It's, 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 I mean, it's everything. We didn't care. And the bottom line was that we had guys that were willing to make the plays when they needed to, but nobody was like, all right, if I don't make the play, then, I don't, then I'm not going to give effort. Jim, everybody came when we played, brother. It was like if Rod had a 200-yard game, I didn't care. If I only had 30 yards, did we win? That was the most important thing. And when you do that, the the individual stuff will come. So where does that come from? Is that from the top, from the head coach, or do you bring in guys that already have that mentality? It's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. You know, because we didn't have all choir boys either. I mean, (laughs) you know, we we had some guys that that weren't like that, but when they got into our system – we, kind of, we were able to lean on them and to say, hey, this is how we do it here. And then they changed a little bit. And if they didn't, then they weren't going to be there. Uh-huh. So, you know, we try to get a mixture of guys who were, you know, on the straight, you know, who, who would buy into the system. And then some guys who were on the cusp, who, who didn't quite buy in, but they did enough what, to hang around. What would happen? Do you weed those guys out? So we took it upon ourselves as players. Leaders. As leaders. Right. Not the coaching staff, but the players took it upon themselves to make sure those Dude, guys played. Aren't those the best locker rooms? The best leader-led one. locker rooms where you guys run the locker room? You have to. You have to. The coach, they don't have time for that. Right. Like, that's not their job, in my opinion. Their job is to make sure they, they give you the best game plan possible. Set so on Sundays, you already have the advantage when you step on the field. We got the other stuff. We're going to police, the, you know, the, our teammates. We're going to make sure that we, if, if they're not hustling, we're going to take control of that. If we have guys who get out of line, we're going to take care of that. And that's the only way it has to be run. So Bill Romanowski, who is one of my favorite guys on the row. I run into that's him every dude. single year. Yeah, man, we are, we are good friends now. Can you give me, like, what's your best on-air, middle-of-the-day CBS Sports Radio story about Romo that you can share? Well, one was that we all know, remember that time he had the J.J. Stokes incident where he yes. spit on J.J. Stokes. And that was, that was an example where we called a team meeting. And we had to, we, I mean, we called him out on it. We did, had, that, did, did that split the locker room? No, it, it didn't. Or was everybody against it? We were all against it. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Who, Race had nothing to do with it. Nothing. Yeah. Zero. You, I don't, just don't, you just don't do that. You don't do that. Right. And so we called our own teammate out on that. And so, and then, you know, so he took it. I mean, he, he apologized and recognized that he was wrong. And that was it, Jim. That was it. That was it. Yeah. We never had that situation, no incidents again. 
because he was authentic. He knew he was wrong he and he, he owned wrong. it, right? And yeah. he owned it. He knew he went too far with that one. Like, we, you know, listen, I'm okay with some stuff on the field. You know, Romo's that guy. He's going he's gonna to push everything to the, to the line. He's going to give you a shot just before the whistle, you know, or after the whistle blows. But we loved it. He, so Romo was instrumental in the mentality that we had. We needed him to be in the mix. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's not going to. He, he's the definition of all in. I mean, is there in. anybody all and he pra- anything we, more to being the best it could be than Romo, right? Romo, Romo. And, and his practice habits are ridiculous. <laughs> I'm serious. So in practice, you're talking about a guy that doesn't only knows one speed. Right, right. So there's no, all right, I'm coming through, the, you know, A gap, B gap, and, I'll, you know, and now I'm just going to run. So, and, dude, how did you handle that? Like it, you, have to, you have to strap it up. Really? You have to strap you, it you up. You could not dial him back. You couldn't. You had to match his intensity. You had to match Even the practice? intensity. In Dude, practice. Less, yeah, but what if he's dinging you? Like, they, they need you on Sunday. Hey, you better, be, how it was. better be ready for it. <laughs> you better be ready for it. Yeah, just like man. that. I got one more guy like that before you go. We could do this all day. I appreciate you, TD, very much. Uh, you know that, Jim. Anytime, Steve, brother. I appreciate that. Steve Outwater went into the Hall of Fame over the summer. What was he like as a teammate? How happy oh, were you to yeah. see him join you there? Yeah, so when I got in, the first name came to mind was Steve Atwater. Mm. I was thinking that. Why? That's interesting. How come? Because when I came in as a rookie, Steve was um, Steve was really important in my development, even though he was on the defense side of, of the football. So he would give me like give me little tips about things I was doing that he would see in practice. Like if I was so if if, if the play was called eighteen handoff, it was going right, I might take a peek over there twice. He, he recognized that. He's like, wait, I knew that play was going over there. I'm like, how you know that? Because you look twice. Yeah. So, so he, was, he was doing things like he that. He was it. Or I, or I would cheat, and if I wasn't directly behind Elway, I'd have just a little bit of a cheat. to the. So he allowed me to have to straighten up everything I was doing that was tipping off the defense to things I was, you know, for clues. Wow. And that's on the field. Off the field, when I got to Denver, he helped me in terms of, like, where, where, the, you know, where I should live. He lived like you know about a mile away from from the facility, and just watching him as a pro, I said I, I got to live by Steve. So I ended up moving like a block from Steve Atwater. Wow! And wow. just off the field things when it came to like finances, everything he was really there for me. So that's my big that's my big brother, man. I so love I, was, that. I was thinking about him the minute I went in. Terrell Davis is in two-time Super Bowl champ, a Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP. If they want to find out more information about Defy, yep. all the products, all the benefits, where do they go to get it? You go to drinkdefy.com or look for us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or go to your local grocery store. Please get the bottle off the shelves. Support us. We're black-owned, woman-owned, veteran-owned, small business, competing with the Giants. So, uh, yeah. you, dude. I yeah. love that. Defy is yeah. D-E-F-Y, D-E-F-Y. I love that. My man, so good to get caught up. I appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate that conversation, man. That was so fun. Anytime, TD. brother. And by the way, dude, you look amazing. Appreciate it. Amazing. Hey, anybody out there, I'm available. There it is. Terrell Davis joining us. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. I love this product. I use it. Now, let me ask you this. Does this sound familiar? You've got the one device that allows you to catch the game live. Another one that lets you stream your favorite programs, you watch sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbors, best friends, log in for all the good stuff. Listen, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without all that hassle. 
It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there is no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. We are joined right now. Now, if you're going to close the show, that's one thing. If you're going to close the week, that's something different. It takes a different cat and a different dude to do that. So I'm joined right now by a running back for the Titans. Check out the resume really quickly. Two-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowl selection, two-time NFL rushing champ, 2020 NFL Offensive Player of the Year, nearly 1,100 yards from scrimmage and 10 TDs last year, but in only eight games. National champion in college, winner of the Heisman, Maxwell, Doak Walker, and Walter Camp Awards at Alabama, appearing courtesy of Old Spice, Gentlemen's Blend Deodorants and Body Washes, Derek Henry. Derek, what's up, man? How are you? Appreciate it. That might have been the best introduction all day. No, dude, that definitely was the best introduction all day. You will never get a better intro from anybody but That's me. True. That's true. But That's you earned true. it all. It's all true, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good, dude. I'm always looking for the right guy to close the show, so I appreciate you. I know you want to be here playing, but how's Super Bowl week going for you otherwise? Oh, it's been good, man, just staying busy and enjoying um, L.A. with the free time that I have. All right, so talk to me about what you've been doing. I know you're already working out, getting ready for next season because you are a legend with some truly workout vid- or truly freaky workout videos that you've done in the past. Like, what are you focusing on right now? Power, speed, mobility, what? Well, I think this, uh, right now this, it's easy to do it, working out but not doing a lot, just ramping up as, as time goes on and going into the off-season with OTAs and things like that. But just easy to do it right now and not getting too crazy. You know, we fresh off the season, but um, as time goes on, I get back to doing those those workouts. And stuff. All right, so before you get back to that, does that mean then you get some dad mode, some dad time? Dad what's, time. Okay, so sure. what's that like? It's, it's, it's been the best thing that's that's ever happened to me, man. And um, during my injury, man, uh, I was I was home a lot, so I got to spend time with my daughter. And I was just keeping my spirits up, just seeing her laughing, watching uh, funny movies with her. She loves movies. She loves watching movies. She loves to dance. She has has a lot of energy. So that was the, that was the best thing that, that, that could ever happen, just spending time with my daughter. Dude, so how old is she? What is she like? Um, this, she's crazy, a lot of energy, um, bossy. Uh, she's she, <laughs> very funny. And um, she'll be two in May. Two? Yeah. She, she's all those things and she's not even two yet. She's not even two Have yet. Have fun with that, dude. Good that, luck with that. Exactly, exactly. That's incredible. Like, you, you can already see that kind of personality, yes, like that all, presence, that yes. energy already. Yes, every day. Oh, every wow. Day. Well, that she is your daughter, though. You know, you are Derek Henry. I get that. I want to talk to you about your season in a moment, but there's, like, this amazing piece that the New York Times did, and they talked about guys that you played against in high school. <laughs> Davis Helm had one of the greatest quotes ever, and people don't know who this is, but he played for Taylor County. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, When he stiff-armed me in the face mask, I had honestly never been hit that hard. All I saw was a flash. My earpiece came out. His arm didn't even touch my skin, and my eye swelled shut. I got up, and I couldn't see out of my right eye. End of quote. Like, to me, dude, that's hilarious. Did you have any idea that you were causing that level of damage to guys even in high school? 
I did not know that. I didn't know how that 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 transpired. But I remember playing against Taylor County. There's a they are they're a pretty good team. Um, you know, I always played them in the uh, high school playoffs. But you know, I always try to run the ball hard in high school. But I didn't know I did that much damage. Dude, he he said you did not touch his skin and his eyes swelled shut. He also said this: You think you've done good. You think you're the number one tackler. You have the most ints, and then somebody shoots off fireworks with you dragging behind him. That's hurt, man. <laughs> End of quote. So I want to ask you, man, it's not just the physical damage. It sounds like you're doing some emotional damage and some scarring as well. What were those high school games like even back then? Were you looking to inflict not only physical damage, but emotional damage too? Yeah, definitely. I, I had a, I had bad intentions in high school. <laughs> definitely, man. And I, I definitely want to leave uh, an impact, you know, after the game and, you know, wanted to, you know, have my impact on the game um, as well. But, yeah, it was some, some tough battles in high school and a lot of fun memories. Dude, I love that. I had some bad intentions in high school. Why? Like, you always had bad intentions or high school in particular? Like, what? where did the bad intentions come from at that point in your football life? Because I was, I, I was really the really – the, main like like D1 player I mean we had a lot of great players but they weren't going like to you know top colleges so I know I, I just had to be that guy every every Friday I had to come out and give it my all and play hard and deliver blows and do it all I can to help us win dude I think there's other things you don't know about then if you didn't know about that because other guys talked about how their kids make fun of them for the old highlights all right so oh. would you like to apologize to any of them for the humiliation and pain that you caused them and their families and embarrass them in front of their children I'll just say, come on, kids, be nice, be more nicer to your dads. You know, um, they went out there and played hard. Um, it's whenever, not their whenever, fault. Whenever, I was bigger, stronger, and better, right? Because you might have the opportunity one day. Somebody might do that to you. So just be nicer to your dads. <laughs> Derek Henry's joining <laughs> us. This now your teammate Kevin Byron on. And first uh -huh. of all, dude, one of my favorite dudes ever. One of my favorite dudes ever. I absolutely love this guy. Baller. And baller. 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 Great dude. In fact, you break that down. Like when you, if you're calling a guy a baller, that's really high praise. What sets him apart? Why do you think that he's that guy? Because KB is just like he's locked in all throughout the season. Watch film constantly. When you say a general on the field who knows what everybody's doing, he's like the quarterback of the defense. That is KB. He is like he studies the game. He knows the ins and outs. You know, we always say he's going to be a coach after he get done playing because he's that smart and he knows. He knows everything. He watches film like crazy. I think he'll be a coach. He'll be a media guy. Yeah, I mean, he'll do whatever he, can do he it wants. All. He'll do whatever he wants when yes, he's done. Yes, for sure. Listen, you worked really hard, really hard to get back for the playoff game. It was really impressive how quickly you came back. And, I mean, most thought that was a season-ending injury, but you made it back. So you made it back, but the ending was not what you wanted. How no. disappointed and bothered were you by your performance? I say that not because that's my take. You said it yourself. Yeah, I was very disappointed, still disappointed. And it's still hard to get over because we had everything in front of us. You know, we had high expectations. If we win that game and everything goes through Nashville to go to the Super Bowl. He and, said the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and, and that didn't happen. So, you know, um, it, it, it hurt. And, um, you know, you feel like you could have done more. You feel like you could have played better. But at the end of the day, I mean, they, they were the better team. That's why they're in, um, in LA, LA right now playing for the Super Bowl. But, you know, from that game, you just let it fuel you. Use it as motivation. You, you, you work hard um, and um, you come back better. And um, that's what I definitely do, and that's what I'm going to do every day uh, that I'm training. I think that's a really classy thing you just said that, hey, look, man, I'm disappointed we had it. The opportunity was right there, but they were the better team, and that's why they're here. Yes, sir. It's not an easy thing to say, right? But, yes. but scoreboard, right? Yeah, exactly. Up at it. They're the better team. Tuck, I appreciate that.
Yeah, listen, I had Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell. We were talking about their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the fact that, like, everybody in that locker room loves that guy. They all love him. They love his, his toughness. They love that he's out there. But then on the outside, it seems like the guy gets nothing but heat. I can make a similar argument about Ryan Tannehill. He took some heat after the three picks and lost to Cincinnati. Why do you th- or what do you think when you hear people take runs at him and criticize him? Yeah, it's not a, a, a one-man team. You know what I'm saying? We it's, it's a team effort, and it's a lot of things that I feel like I could have done better. This is as much as y'all, you know. He they put the blame on him. You can put the blame on me. I feel like I could have been done better, and um, you know, the guys on the team feel like we all could have done better. We all could have played better as a team. So it's not an, a a one-man team. You know, we 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 love Ryan. We support him. You know. We're behind them, and um, you know it just you know it, it happens that way sometimes. It's a little adversity, but let it fuel you, let it motivate you, and then when it's time to come back, you come back and you come ball out. Derek Henry joining us. Mike Vrabel was named the coach of the year last night at the Pro Bowl. Darius Leonard was saying, ever since I've been playing against him for four years, I had the utmost respect for him, and it wasn't even how he coached; it was more like how he talked to his players, how he mm-hmm. interacts with his guys. Yeah, yeah. Is there something to that? What's he like in that regard? Um, yeah, I mean, like 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 Darius said, that's him every day at practice. You know, Coach Vrabel uh, played the game and play the game at a high level and, and won Super Bowl. So, you know, he understands us. He knows what we, you know, go through every day. And um, that's his type of coach he is. He's a player's coach. He gets in there. If he has to get in there in the drill and practice, he does that each and every day. He brings the energy. He studies the game. He he, he does, you know, come to work every day, expect hard work, and um, expect us to come and get better. I want to ask you something. I think that the listeners sometimes get caught up in, like, Rome, why are you always doing this? Why are you always talking about foundations and giving back? Because I think that you guys deserve a lot of credit for the work you do in the community, and I got no problem talking about this. You were the Titans nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for the work that you do with your two-all foundation. You are the best running back in the league. Nobody would bother or fault you if you said, you know what, I'm focused on being great. And you didn't give back as much, but it clearly is important to you. Why? Um, it just whatever comes to my heart and just, and just trying to do God's work and have my um, hands in the community as much as I can, especially youth. You know, I love kids. I, I love kids. And I was that kid. I always look for um, uh, inspiration, somebody I can look up to that, you know, that will fuel me to want to do, do something in life. And that's what I want to be for these kids. And that's why I started the 2R Foundation, the, the level of the playing field for our youth because our youth is important and, and, and they're the future. Whether they want to be football players, want to be doctors, want to be lawyers, whatever they want to be, they can do it. And, you know, having my foundation and being a resource for them to help them get to that platform, whatever they want to do. Good. Good for you. I think you understand also, even if you reach one person or touch one person or have that one chance encounter, you know, you might be having a good day or a bad day and not think anything of it. They'll remember that the rest of their lives. You know that. Yeah, and it's the best feeling in the world. Nothing, nothing, nothing's better than that. All right, so you're working with Old Spice and their gentlemen's blend deodorants and body washes. I talked to Debo. I talked to CD. They were all pretty hyped about the entire line. Where do you come out on this line? I'm very hyped because I love to smell good. I'm a person that loves to smell good. I use Old Spice in the locker room, especially after working out and then um, after practice and things like that. And this Old Spice gentleman's blend is great. It's long-lasting. It has great moisturizer, amazing smith, amazing scent. And then the uh, deodorant is uh, long-lasting. So if you want to smell good you like smelling good and you want long and you want to last long old spice gentlemen i want to tell you good. something like i've done this and everybody comes with a pitch old spice and i'm not i'm usually not doing this they handle their business they they always show up on the row they do a good job they have the right guys repping their product you know you cd cd was tremendous he came up what a good dude what a good dude yes sir. debo dude debo like i would say this about you but once we get past you dude debo is a beast beast dude. Like, what do you beast. think when you watch his game? How would you break down his game? Devo is is a beast. He's a hybrid. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta account for him on each and every play. 
you know, because he'd be lined up at wide receiver. They can put him out wide. Um, they can put him in the backfield. And I feel like he can play everything, and you just got to account for him. If you don't, he's going to make you pay. Right. Now, he that you can't put him in a box. You can't put a position on him. He's just a baller. He's, he's just a, baller. a player. He and, and, a baller. He's fun you watch to watch how, this year. Right. And when you watch how physical he is, you expect him to show up a certain way. When he walked up on the stage, I'm like, dude, like, dude, he's big. He's strong. He's, he's a big. physical player. Yeah. Him and, um, him and A.J. Brown definitely be. A.J. too, right? Yeah. The art of the stiff arm, dude. What's it feel like when you deliver a perfect stiff arm and you push a guy through the earth? I, I, I always know it's a good one when you hear the crowd go crazy. And then my teammates come up to me and say something, though. But, yeah, I've been doing the stiff arm for a long time. I've always been tall and lanky, had long arms. So when I used to play in Pop Warner and, and, and Little League, I always it just came natural. Right. And then as I got older, I started doing more curls and got a little bit more muscle. I tried to <laughs> use it more effectively. <laughs> how, de- how demoralizing is it? I mean, it'll happen, right? Like, everything's on film. Everybody looks bad sometimes. But how demoralizing it is it to the opposition? It just – I just feel bad because – do you? When they play highlights, it's, it's do constantly you? Do you feel bad? I feel bad for the dudes. I'm like, dang, Do you? Bro. Or does it feel awesome? I mean, it feels awesome in the time. I'm just like, dang, they keep playing it. And I know they probably see it be like, why they keep playing this? And it's just like, because you keep doing it, dude. <laughs> That's why they keep playing it, because it keeps happening. Well, I guess it's going to be more highlights. Dude, you, you got a good heart, dude, if you actually feel badly for the person you just destroyed. At, and in the moment, I don't. But when you keep seeing it playing over again, I know, I know they're tired of it. I know they're tired of seeing their stuff getting thrown. So That's good stuff. Derek, I appreciate you. Like I said, it takes a certain dude to close the show, but it takes a certain dude to close the entire week on Radio Russ. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks for showing up like that. I appreciate you. I always enjoy your show, man. Yeah, Thank you, you too. Me. I love talking to you. Derek Henry, I can't believe it, man. Just like that, the week's over. <laughs> but the big man, the king, helped me close it all out. That's it from the row. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. You want to call or click Granger.com and just stop on by. I want to thank all of our guests. Appreciate you, Derek. Thank you very much. I want to thank everybody on the set. Yo, amazing crew. Thank you very much, everybody. You guys did a great job. All the CBS staffers here did a great job. My XR4TI. D-Dub, an amazing week. David, thank you very much. Great job. Erica, Kristen did a great job. The XR4TRs who split it all up did a great job. Cindy came in, did a nice job. And that's that. That is a wrap. You have yourselves a tremendous weekend, and we'll be talking about it on Monday. See you next time. We're out. Good night now!